I do remember um, first playing the violin. I didn't make a sound out of it. It was all about putting it underneath my chin and getting used to the feel of it. And I remember thinking it was very heavy and wondering how on earth I was going to manage to keep my arm up there for anything longer than about 10 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) So what age would you have been? I was six, very nearly seven. And um, I had... uh, started the recorder and um, just started the piano on to the idea of playing the violin because I loved the sonority of a string instrument and I, I really enjoyed um, the, the sound of the violin and also the different sounds of the violin. I mean, I had um, often been listening to classical music because my parents uh, had a big record collection and the radio was often on in the house. And I liked lots of different kinds of music, but classical music very much featured in the house. So I was quite aware of what different instruments were. I do believe that we, as human beings, are innately musical. I don't think that really there's a person walking on the planet that doesn't appreciate some form of music, whether it's just rhythmic, pulsing drumming or or a, a very simple pop tune. I think each of us has got music inside us, and I think very often people make assumptions that they won't understand classical music, but I think that's more to do with a fear uh, that they might not do something right themselves. Children have very few of these mental limitations, and so they're very open to listening to whatever it is, really. <laughs> now, obviously for you, you, you obviously held that violin for the first time, and something must have clicked, because <laughs> considering how far you've come, it's, it's quite yes. incredible. Obviously a lot of children, me being one of them, when they do hold an instrument for the first time, initially there's the excitement, but then it can quickly sort of wane off, can't it? How How do you keep the passion going for actually playing instruments, do you think? Um, One very important way of doing that is for um, children, well, of any age and and whether they're learning an instrument or not, but children to continue to go to live music because what it is that um, really clicks inside and fires them up to continue to practice is that experience of people doing it well and live in front of them. It's a much more immediate experience than putting on a record or a CD or listening to a track on on a computer. If they're feeling that the sounds that are coming out of their instrument at that point in time aren't as good as what they'd like, then um, I've often had this where I've done a concert and people will come up and say, can't wait to get back home and start practicing. Mm. So I think that really it's got to be about the live experience. And that is something that you're very celebrated for is is the the emotion and the, the passion that you put into your performance. And I do wonder what, what does go through your mind when you're performing a piece? Are you simply thinking about the notes and dots or are you sort of visualising something? Or It's quite hard to put it into words and there's lots of different things that are going on depending on how the, how the performance is going and how comfortable everybody is on stage. And um, and the piece itself, because some pieces are a great deal more complex than others. Um, generally, my experience when I'm playing music is um, hopefully not too much about the technical aspect of it, because that's what practice should be about. When Once you're standing in front of an audience, it's got to be about a performance, which has got to be about the emotional experience for all concerned, including the musicians. So really what's going on primarily in my mind is following the shape of the music and how I want to express it and how I I want to really bring to life 
what is inside me and bring that out through my instrument. Fantastic. And, and is there a, a particular either composer or piece that you particularly love to perform? I like performing so many different pieces of music and that's where the violin is such a terrific instrument to play because there's been so many composers throughout the last few hundred years that have written wonderful works for the violin so it's very difficult to get bored of the repertoire because there's an awful lot of it. (laughs) Um, So I really enjoy, you know, it, it depends on my mood. Um, because sometimes it's wonderful to have that cleansing effect of playing some Bach. On the other hand, you know, there are so many wonderful um, pieces that have been written in, over the last hundred years. So I would say that probably romantic to late romantic music is, is possibly one of my favorite areas of the repertoire. But there again, who can live without Beethoven? So it's very, it's very, very <laughs> difficult. It does just depend, you know, it does depend how we're feeling. And for me, whatever I'm playing is my favorite piece at the time because you've got to be fully immersed in it in order to really give your very best performance. And you mentioned some of the more recent work. You have premiered many different pieces. That must be quite a responsibility to be the first performance of, of new pieces. Yes, it is. It's a huge, um, it's a huge commitment, and it's an honour, and it's a responsibility because it's a little bit like you know giving birth. You are giving life. You're breathing life into a piece of music that is otherwise sitting as dots on a page. So yes, it's really important to me. I mean, I take any, um, frankly, I take any concert um, with a sense of responsibility because the people that have come to listen deserve no less and the music deserves no less. So I wouldn't have any less feeling of responsibility towards a piece that's been played a thousand times. On the other hand, there's just that added awareness that this is the first time this music is going to be heard. It's the first time it's going to be a sort of an an oral experience as opposed to just a a visual one. So it's, it's terribly important that you really do go all out to make it the the best it can be for, for the composer and for the piece itself. Now, tell us a little bit about The Naked Violin. Well, The Naked Violin is a project that I began in 2008. It was really in response to um, a sort of growing frustration that um, there still seemed to exist these barriers um, to classical music, and they were either real or they were imagined, but they they were certainly there. So um, it was actually quite a bit of time before YouTube became the amazing resource that we've got now. Um, so back in 2008, there wasn't actually a great deal of music for free on the internet. And even the internet itself was um, not necessarily such a reliable experience. And it's hard to, to imagine that now. Um, but not everybody had broadband. In fact, a lot of people didn't have broadband um, and Wi-Fi and iPads and all of these sorts of things. So it was still very early days. And I just felt that I wanted to find a way to reach an awful lot of people across the globe and find a way to put out some music where people could listen for free to literally taste classical music and see whether it's something that they would enjoy. And so I recorded three very different pieces of classical music for solo violin, hence naked violin, so there's no beat or drum or piano or anything, it's just the violin. And I recorded them and and released them on the internet entirely for free. And the response was quite extraordinary. Literally within days, I had 6,500 websites all linking back to my site to give people an opportunity to experience this music. And within just a couple of weeks, there were a quarter of a million 
downloads and that number rapidly increased to half a million and I had amazing letters from people from all over the world thanking me for the classical music and saying that it had opened a, a whole new world to them so that was very very exciting and then I went into the community to play music to people very much at grassroots level people who wouldn't necessarily have had an opportunity to experience any live music or perhaps even not any classical music on radio or anything and that again was another amazing experience so um, it's been a very important and very um, powerful experience for me to feel that I can break down these barriers and to enable people to really enjoy classical music you know I hope that people will continue to to make music available in schools and in hospices and hospitals and communities for people with with you know varying disabilities because that's what I've done and I've found that it really works. I, I have to ask you our, our studio guest this afternoon um, one of them is Ruth Kegan uh, she is part of a team who are aiming to raise money to open a purpose-built rehearsal venue on the Isle of Man for performing arts and community groups she has taken on a grade one-a-thon challenge she's calling it and it's to learn a musical instrument that she's never played before she is a musician herself but she'd never played the violin and so she has taken on the task of learning the violin in less than six weeks to take her grade one. So I have to ask you, Tasmin, if you have any words of advice for Ruth with regards to this challenge that she's taken on. Well, first of all, bravo to Ruth. That's a fantastic achievement. So um, really one of the most important things to get right on a violin is the bow hold because then you've got the possibility to not only create a beautiful sound but lots of different kinds of sounds. So um, my advice to her is to concentrate on different sounds that she can make with the bow and also to make sure that her hand position on the left hand is is very good so that she can um, have strong intonation um so uh, short of hearing her um, just sort of in a vacuum those are probably the two things that i would say will help her to achieve the next level oh, it's been lovely chatting to you this morning tasman really appreciate it just tell us a little bit about what you've got coming up obviously we've got this concert on sunday on the isle of man uh, you also have the four world seasons don't you I do. I'm very much looking forward to playing Roxana Panufnik's Four World Seasons in Poland, in Wrocław. So that's coming up in January. I have also a performance in the Barbican in uh, January with the BBC Symphony Orchestra and Edward Gardner. And then various recitals up and down the country with um, Martin Roscoe, who I know um, well, I know he's been to the Isle of Man because I've played with him in the Isle of Man. <laughs> um, so, um, yes, it, it's an, a nice mixture of some work at home and abroad. Well, we're very much looking forward to welcoming you back. We will be able to see you on Sunday performing on the Isle of Man. Tasman, thank you so much for taking the time. Many thanks.